it's more than just ordering and loyalty. Um, it's pretty, it's very uh, interactive. We have a webcam to the North Shore of Hawaii. So when you're, you know, sitting in Michigan in the wintertime and it's snowing, you can get on the app and check out the wave conditions on the North Shore of Hawaii. Hello, future Foodcast audience. We're so glad to have you as a group of food enthusiasts for another episode of the Future Foodcast podcast. Today's guest, Mark Setterington, is really going to give you some fabulous information. He's got a cutting edge concept and a unique take on all things food. We're looking forward to hearing from him. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Thank you for having me. Now, tell us a little bit about your history, because you came to the food industry with, with quite a long track record behind you. What brought you here? I went to, I graduated from Michigan State in 1990, and all of my experience was in restaurants. So my degree is in purchasing, but in order to get a job, everybody wanted you to have experience. So it's pretty tough to get experience if no one will hire you if you don't have experience. <laughs> so I went into restaurants. And there was a little restaurant called The Ground Round that was, you know, near my house in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And they were looking for an assistant manager. So I applied for the job. I got the job and, you know, no looking back. And I would not trade what I do for, for anything. I love it. The key thing you said there was that, that you got into the business because you were trying to get some experience. I mean, that old adage of you get the degree, but you don't have any experience. That's one of the things that you look for when you're looking for employees, you know, the workplace situation. I mean, you were talking about you'd, you'd rather have somebody who is willing to work rather than a, a ton of credentials behind them. Talk about that a little bit. Because the restaurant we, industry right now is how challenges. Well, when we did, when we came up with Island Fin, we did it because we wanted a lifestyle, not a job. So when everything that we did for the business had to be simple. And our best team members are high school kids that have never had a job before. And they come in and they, they're taken care of and they make good money and they listen to everything you say. They don't have bad habits. They don't have preconceived ideas about what work should be. So... They listen. Before we even started franchising, we had it set up very corporate because that's where I came from. And we have checklists for our opening checklists and closing checklists and mid checklists and temperature checks and everything so that the job is simple. If you can read and you can follow directions, you can do the job. And these kids, they make great money and they have fun doing it. Absolutely. And I jumped, I jumped right in to, you know, an issue that's going on in, in the workplace, but let's back up a little bit because you have a great concept and I really want to share that with our audience. So you've got uh, your logo behind you. Tell us a little bit about your current project. We're one of the fastest growing pokey concepts in the U.S. Uh, we'll do we've doubled in size the last three years. We'll double in size again this year. And the things that make us different is we say three things incredible food, remarkable service, and ease of execution. And it would have been super simple for us this last year with all the supply chain issues to cheat our guests and really dummy down our ingredients and we just chose not to. So for instance, we use Aloha Shoyu premium gluten-free soy sauce as the base for all of our marinating sauces. And that soy sauce is the Rolls Royce of soy sauce, right? I know that sounds silly, but I could cut my, cut my ingredient cost in half if I just went to Kikoma. But I'm not willing to sacrifice the quality 
of the ingredient. Everything in the restaurant, except for crispy onions, tempura crisps, and wontons is gluten-free, including the dual soft serve. It's a commitment we're willing to make because we're not traditional fast food. We're fast food, but we're also a premium product. Yeah, your customers have come to expect that quality from you though, right, Mark? And they know that those quality ingredients are part of the key to your success at Island Fin. And that premium sauce is one of the reasons they come to you. So That's a fact. And nobody, they look at our $13 bowls as being a value. And you'll see it if you look at our social media, because the bowls that are on social media are the same bowls we get in the restaurant. We don't have to fancy up our food when we do a photo shoot. We just make regular bowls and that's what it is. And that's great. I mean, quality through and through, and you are who you are which is rare these days. Sometimes people are trying to put an image out front, but then the reality is something different. But you're the same, in, like you said, in your advertising as well as on the back end. Well, Island Fin has some really unique concepts <clears throat> as well. You're, you're growing like crazy. And, and why do you think that growth is coming so quickly? Why do you think you're so successful other than maybe the quality that we just talked about? I think that when people come in for a discovery day, the concept resonates, right? Because when we talk, we have a four foot sign that hangs in every restaurant that says, no friends, just family, Ohana. And when they come to Lake Nona for a discovery day and they see that it's not fake, it's not forced, it's who we are. If the brand resonates, they sign up. And if it doesn't, they don't. We're not Chick-fil-A, you know, I wish we were, but it's not build a restaurant in the middle of a field and you have a line around the block. We have to work for it, but we're a very experiential brand and that does us a lot of good. People come in, they see the food, they feel the experience, they're sold on it. The franchisees that really buy in to the culture and everything here is about the culture are very successful. What is a discovery day, Mark, for our audience to know? <clears throat> the discovery day is the, the, the end of the sales process. They travel to Orlando. They come in. They spend several hours with myself, my team. My daughters are here. Morgan, our marketing manager, is here. The construction company that we use nationwide is here. We try to get them to feel every bit of our concept top to bottom. And, you know, by the time they leave for the day, they should be ready to make a a buy decision, but we don't want it. I mean, you can't buy a franchise without having a discovery day. You've got to come in and, you know, would you buy a car without test driving it? People do these days. <laughs> it's getting crazy out there. <clears throat> but yeah, the feet on the ground, feel that, feel that culture, feel that attitude that you have. I feel that attitude when I talk with you. You you just have a positive outlook and, and you're always looking forward. And I think that that culture that you were talking about is probably part of really what sets you apart. And that's what the possible, the potential franchisees feel when they come to Orlando to experience it in your discovery day. Thanks for sharing that with us. I think that's a great concept for other restaurant owners to think about is, is that whole like a discovery day and that whole culture and and can people tell the difference when they walk into your restaurant uh, the culture and how you treat your employees most people call them employees but not you right they're not we don't we don't have customers and we don't have employees we have guests and we have team members and you know it's not whatever for show it's it's how we treat people and when people come in that front door they get a a warm welcome and when they leave they get a fond farewell just like if they were at your house. And that's what we tell the kids that work here is that 
we treat people like they're in, that we're entertaining them in our home. Uh, and you also said that you treat your vendors with that same relationship focus. Uh, you've got some long-term relationships, which has helped you grow quickly and be successful as well. Is that right? Oh, that's a fact. We uh, Cisco took a chance on us when we only had two restaurants open and gave us a, a master, an MSA, a master service agreement. We've had contract pricing since we had two restaurants. And obviously we've, you know, we've felt it like everyone else, but on our big, big items, salmon, tuna, aloha shoyu, we have contracts with the actual companies that we buy from and basically Cisco just distributes for us. So our tuna vendor has only taken one price increase since the pandemic started. And it was, you know, 75 cents a pound and it was all based on transportation. So we have vendors that are with us and have been with us that we have relationships with. And the reason that we chose them is because they're passionate about what we're doing. We don't want anything we do with our guests to be transactional, but we also don't want anything we do with our vendors to be transactional. We don't want to be just a customer to them. We want to be a part of their business and we want them a part of our business. And that's what has helped us through the whole thing. Yeah, Mark, it sounds like you're really looking for that partner in a vendor. That's somebody that's that's going to partner with you like Cisco did on the front end. Like you said, when you only had two restaurants, you certainly didn't have a lot to bring to them at that time, but you had a good, a good plan, a good attitude, a good thought. You really wanted to partner with them. And that obviously has proven to be a good decision on their part, because now how many franchises do you have? How many restaurants? We have 22 open and we'll open another 20 this year. It was definitely a good, good, good on them for taking a chance on us. That was definitely a good bet. Well, as we talk about Cisco and they're doing distribution of different products and the vendors that are providing some of your key ingredients in the seafood area, what kind of challenges have you had during the pandemic and, and more recently with supply chain? Because it is an issue out there getting good, fresh food, which is what you're serving. Well, really the, the issues have been in transportation, right? And it's like, uh, I tell you, the, the weird one right now is edamame, right? Because, you know, it's frozen and it comes from overseas. You know, there's a ton of edamame sitting on ships off the coast of California, but it's a matter of getting it off the ships, onto trucks, and distributed across the country. When it comes to construction, one of our biggest issues is walk-in coolers because most of them come from China. And right now, it went from being a six or seven week lead time to, uh, you know, it could be anywhere from 20 to 25 weeks of lead time. And it doesn't take us 25 weeks to build a restaurant. So basically, as soon as we sign a lease, we have to buy a walk-in cooler. Even before we have plans, permitting, et cetera, we have to buy a walk-in cooler now and hope that we have it in time to open. That's amazing. So not even not even talking about the fresh food you're talking about the how fast your restaurants are going up and that walk-in cooler is a critical point for you you've got to have that or you can't operate because you've got yeah, to keep it, it only takes about 10 weeks to build a restaurant okay. one of our restaurants so when it you can't wait an extra 10 weeks for a for a walk-in cooler no absolutely not uh, so do you order them like as soon as you have the contract or do you order some ahead and then say can you do that and then say where they're going to go or you just you as just soon as the franchisee signs a lease we, we buy a walk-in okay i got it well let's talk about your fresh food a little bit because you have quite a variety of proteins and vegetables and i guess uh 
carb choices as well. Like what kinds of things do you have on your menu? Well, we have three bases, white rice, brown rice, and spring mix. We have eight proteins, tuna, spicy tuna, salmon, octopus. We have shrimp that we've ceviche. We have spam. We have tofu. We have 30 plus toppings. We have 10 house-made sauces, five marinating sauces, five finishing sauces. It's pretty incredible. It's, you know, all the ingredients are described on the website. Pretty much can find something for everybody because, you know, if you're not into raw fish, we have, like I said, the shrimp is ceviche. We have cooked chicken. We have spam and the octopus is cooked as well. So pretty much anybody can find something to eat at Island Finn. Well, it sounds that way. And I, I think you're the first person I ever met where I heard spam and octopus on the same menu. <laughs> that is absolutely unique. Something for everyone. That should be your tagline. But anyway, <laughs> I, I know you have better taglines than that. So let's talk about where you're going in the future, because you have a neat project going on with uh, an app you had talked about. Let, let's share that with our audience. Yep. The app's actually on the app store now. Uh, we're going to roll it out big on starting Friday. We're waiting for our marketing materials to get here, but it's more than just ordering and loyalty. It's very uh, interactive. We have a webcam to the North Shore of Hawaii. So when you're you know, sitting in Michigan in the wintertime and it's snowing, you can get on the app and check out the wave conditions on the North Shore of Hawaii. And it's, it's pretty cool. And it's because we want people going to the Island Fin app every day, whether they're going to eat or not. So. Can we pause about that experience that someone can have on the app? I'm understanding in the middle of winter, we just had huge storm come across the country. If, I, if I'm sitting with a foot of snow outside of my house, I can get on the Island Fin app and see the webcam down the webcam in Hawaii and see the waves and the weather and just be in that experience. Yep, forget about the snow for a little while. I'm so, there. I, I don't have an island it. fin right here around the corner from me, but I'm going to download the app so that I can just be in Hawaii every once in a while. Well, Mark, what other things about island fin, you know, any other future thought for you? Where are you headed with this concept? Well, we have a, I have a tattoo on my arm that says hashtag FYP, and we have a five-year plan. We want to have a hundred restaurants domestically. And now this year we're starting to focus on marketing internationally. We want to be worldwide. We had our first franchise conference last year in September. We'll have our next one in September this year, but it's, you know, the beginning of February and, you know, the team is here now. We're starting to plan our, our next franchise conference as well. So we're always, we're never going to be content. So I have franchisees that, that struggle with, with, with change, but, you know, if you're not into evolution and always trying to grow, then we're definitely not the franchise for you because we're not going to ever be complacent. You know, if you're not growing, you're dying and we're going to change. Now that the app's done, you know, my team and I have to sit and figure out what's next, right? Because February, it's February. And the app was our big thing for 2022. And guess what it's done. That doesn't mean we take the rest of the year off. So we need to figure out what's that next big project. So we have something to attack. Yeah. And, and that is part of the attitude that has brought you so much success, Mark, is that future thinking, okay, we've, we've checked that app off. We are going to continue to grow and refine it. I imagine you can get some analytics in there for your guests. Maybe they have a certain pokey they like to order and you can just have that in the app. They don't have to recreate 
their favorite every time, that kind of thing. And that's exciting as a guest. And I would be loyal to you if you make it easy for me to work with you. I already like your product, obviously, or I wouldn't be coming back, right? I like your yeah, attitude. Yeah. I like how I feel when I work, walk in your restaurant because of the culture you've created. Uh, yeah, I think you have a lot of great things going for you. I think what, what we'll end up seeing from the app is exactly what you just said. I think that people will order more often because it is easy. It does store your order. So, you know, I go on and I hit reorder and I get my exact bowl and a bottle of water, right? So it's going to make it, you know, like the Chick-fil-A app. It's dummy proof, right? You mm -hmm. order what you order and it's, it's as simple as pushing a button. It goes through, it's paid for. I run down, I pick it up and I beat it. Well, and I think as you think about going internationally, this whole concept and, and food delivery mechanism, I think was much more popular internationally than it has been domestically. So the fact that, you know, you've been successful in the US, we're a little bit younger and more ignorant about some of the food, but th this concept has been around for a really long time and you are kind of taking the, the world by storm, just putting your own character into the product and the experience. Again, that whole experience piece. Is there anything else you'd like to leave with our audience? Check out the social media, check out the website and feel free to reach out to me at any time if you want to talk about restaurants or franchise or whatever. I'm an yeah. open book. Well, you are, Mark, and I appreciate you being so authentic with us this morning for this this really interesting interview. And I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for being part of the Future Foodcast. Well, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry. 